You have to pick your wedding encouragements carefully. Uh, the story is told of an uncle who could not make it to the happy day, and so he telegrammed his greeting as a simple Bible reference. It was 1 John 4 verse 18. Perfect love casts out all fear. What a lovely verse. Uh, unfortunately, the telegram left off the all-important one at the beginning of the reference. And so it was instead of the letter of 1 John, uh, the, the uh, best man picked up his Bible and read from the Gospel, John chapter 4, verse 18, which says, uh, <laughs> you have five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you've just said is quite true, which is a tricky reference to actually have to explain. Um, I don't know what you do when you try to encourage the happy couple. There's a, there's a great verse in Ecclesiastes I sometimes send to people. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 9. Enjoy life with your wife, whom you love, all the days of this meaningless life that God has given you under the sun, all your meaningless days, for this is your lot in life and in all your toilsome labor under the sun. Um, it's pure Ecclesiastes, isn't it? Um, live joyfully. It's vanity. Uh, you've got to pick your encouragements uh, carefully. In Ecclesiastes, though, there's another um, saying that's often used in weddings, another passage that's often read out, and, and it's come down to us as a saying, two heads are better than one. Uh, there's also another phrase embedded in this reading from Ecclesiastes chapter 4. See if you can listen out for the two sayings. There's two are better than one, but also another saying. Ecclesiastes 4 from verse 7. Again, I saw something meaningless under the sun. There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil, yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. For whom am I toiling, he asked, and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless, a miserable business. Two are better than one, because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. See that final phrase, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. You often find that in sort of Christian greeting cards. And it's often taken to be a picture of Christian marriage, really. You know, the husband and wife are two, two strands of the cord. And that's a weak cord unless God is the third strand and, and makes the cord strong. Um, and I suppose you might be able to say that as a truth. I mean, it's, it's true. I just don't think it's what Ecclesiastes is talking about. Ecclesiastes here is talking about life under the sun. Life when the grave is the end. Life when you just assume that there's no revelation from God and you just go by what you can see and touch and taste and feel. And in that situation, then the teacher says, yeah, I guess two are better than one. At the end of the day, we might prefer our own company. And when we get into relationships with other people, there's all sorts of toil and miserable business. But it's worth it in the end because two are better than one. And really, the, the benefits of togetherness here in Ecclesiastes 4, really, they're just in terms of industries of scale. Um, two are better than one in an economic sense. Um, basically, it's, it's, it's saying... Verse 9, you get a good return for your labor if you've got two workers together. It's not the most romantic vision of marriage in the world, is it? Um, and then it talks about a kind of a militaristic benefit. If, if one falls down, the other can help the other person up. And then verse 11, uh, the benefit is, well, two can keep warm together better. 
So, so basically, the, 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 the benefits of marriage seem to be economic, militaristic, and thermal. Um, really, it's, it's not a great recommendation for marriage here in Ecclesiastes. But I think, even, even having said that, Ecclesiastes 4 points the way towards a wisdom for relationships. Because even though this is kind of life under the sun, you can't escape from living in Christ's world. This is Christ's universe that operates according to his pattern and characteristic. And so, yeah, two are better than one. Why? Well, because in the beginning, the Lord said of Adam, it is not good for the man to be alone. And Adam is just a pencil sketch of Jesus, the true bridegroom. And it is not good for the bridegroom, Jesus Christ, to be alone. He is one who concludes that two are better than one. But we are those, we are his brides, who naturally kick against him and want independence from him. And our natural state is to conclude that a relationship with Jesus is just miserable business and we'd be better off by ourselves. And left to ourselves, we would just choose isolation, we would choose estrangement, we would choose independence, even though that leaves us out in the cold. That's where Christ should leave us, it really is. But... He's the one who concludes that two are better than one. Thank God. Thank God. He's the one who concludes two are better than one. He determines to pursue us come what may. And he does it not because of economic purposes. It would cost him everything. He doesn't do it because it would make him stronger. At the cross, he would be infinitely weakened to win us. And he doesn't do it simply to keep warm. We, for the main part, give him the cold shoulder. No, Jesus decides that whatever the consequences for him, two are better than one for us. And so Ephesians 5 verse 25, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And now together with him, we are made rich, we are made strong, we are brought out of the cold and into the sunshine of his love. Thank God. Thank God that Jesus concluded that two are better than one. Mm -hmm.